Welcome in to another episode of the Fan Section Podcast. Uh, this is Tyson Quiller, uh, just doing a brief podcast, going to run through my top ten uh, teams after week five's action, um, and uh, I'll be touching base with Alan at some point to see if uh, he can get some content up as well. Uh, what an exciting week it was, week five, and uh, yeah, I guess we'll just sort of uh, uh, give you an idea of the Fan Section Podcast. Just a couple of buddies talking college, dropping knowledge. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're here to bring a different take on college football. Maybe some of the headlines that are a little bit uh, deeper, harder to find, talk about more um, uh, off-the-board teams instead of spending all, all podcasts long talking about Alabama, Georgia, teams along those lines. Um, but so... I'm going to go ahead and start today by diving right into my top 10 picks. So, with that being said, let's just go ahead and we'll start right here with uh, the new number one team in the country. Again, this is according to Tyson Quiller, uh, and it is the George Bulldogs. Now, the Clemson victory looks diminished at this point a little bit. Uh, Clemson now out of the top 25 for the first time since 2014. However, Georgia still bolsters the number one defense in the country, 4.6 points per game given up, which is almost nothing, and the number one defense in the country yards per game as well, only 177.6 yards. Uh, Since the Clemson game, the offense is averaging 49 points per game. Uh, whether it be Stetson Bennett or JT Daniels, both have been solid at quarterback. Um, and the Georgia Bulldogs are 31st in the country with 196 rush yards per game. So really the only concern is kind of a lack of weapons. If you ended up somehow uh, having an off day with the defense and you had to get into a shootout with like an Alabama. But they looked real strong and in control from the outset in this uh, defeat this last week. Over number 8 Arkansas, 37 to nothing. Georgia plays in their next three games, three ranked opponents, Auburn, Kentucky, and Florida. It's going to be interesting to see how they play out that slate of games coming up. And number two, Alabama, the Crimson Tide. Their Miami victory also looks a little bit diminished at this point. Miami only two and three. On the, on the year, and tied for last place in their division. The ACC has looked pretty bad this year. Uh, but Alabama's offense averages 462.6 yards per game uh, and 46 points per game. That's pretty outstanding. Bryce Young is is um, really efficient, 73%, 17 touchdowns, two interceptions, and they've discovered some new weapons with Jameson uh, Williams and the tight end Cameron Latou. Um this past week, the defense stepped up big against Ole Miss, and they held a top 10 offense in the country to only seven points until about eight minutes left in the game. If you look at the box score, it doesn't really describe exactly how this game was played. Alabama dominated it start to finish. Uh, Alabama, their next five games, they don't play a single ranked opponent. Uh, so they're going to have a chance to address some issues, if you know whatever issues they think they may have. 
the concerns that jump out to me for them, oh, obviously not many, but one is just experience with Bryce Young. You know, he, he, he sort of bottled up and got a little nervous and held on the ball too long against Florida in that close uh, win two weeks ago. Uh, and then the other the other um, issue for, for Alabama that was discovered in that Florida game, and we saw some of it in this game as well against Ole Miss, is that they have some liabilities on their rush defense. So that's something to keep in mind. And next up at number three, the Iowa Hawkeyes. Similarly, a lot of these teams that had early season victories over ranked opponents, they're unfortunately the teams that they, they beat, you have to kind of continue to reevaluate as, as that goes forward. But Indiana has fallen off of a cliff as well, just like Clemson and Miami. So that's looking a little bit diminished. Uh, Iowa State could potentially bounce back. I would, I'm not yet ready to call that a diminished victory just yet. But this Iowa team. Uh, if there wasn't a Georgia defense, Iowa would have the best defense in the country, in my opinion. They're number two in defense, giving up only 11.5 points per game. Seventh in the country, giving up 271 yards per game. Their defense on the season has forced 13 sacks, 12 interceptions, and three forced fumbles. That defensive secondary is just everywhere. Uh, and they're just ball hawks. They're just constantly looking for them. We just saw... Um, uh, Talia Tagovailoa threw five interceptions in this game last uh, Friday, I believe it was Friday, um, to the Iowa defense. Just incredible. Also, more recently, Tyler Goodson has gotten going in the last couple of weeks. He's got 430 yards rushing and five touchdowns on the season, another 146 and a touchdown through the air. They they looked really, really strong and solid against a, a 5-0 Maryland team that really seemed like they were kind of on the up and up. Uh, the liability for Iowa co- continues to be Spencer Petrus and sort of that offensive passing attack. Petrus is uh, averaging about 62% passing. This is the 12th worst passing attack in the country. That's a real liability. The defense has been able to hold them in these games um, and, and really score a lot <laughs> with, the, with the turnovers. So when they face... Um, their big test coming up this coming weekend in Penn State in Iowa City. Uh, we'll, we'll learn a lot about the Hawkeyes. Number four, and maybe this is a prisoner of the moment, but the Cincinnati Bearcats. Now, for Cincinnati, it would be fun. I like the idea of the possibility of a, a group of five team making the playoff. but And so I've got them at four right now, but they need Notre Dame to win out. Also, that looking down the road, they need SMU and East Carolina to win out as well. Those are their last two games. Those are really the only two remaining teams on their schedule that could potentially be ranked by the time that they play them. Uh, Cincinnati is just going to be a tough go moving forward. Uh, they'll, they'll, keep, they'll win and win and win, but they won't be playing anybody. Four of their remaining opponents have records of 1-3 or 1-4 right now. That's just an exceptionally weak schedule. Uh, but as far as their team, I mean, they played really well against Notre Dame. Uh, Cincinnati's number eight defense in the country, only allowing 14.6 points per game. Their secondary is very disruptive, a lot like Iowa. Uh, they forced eight interceptions. And in this game against Notre Dame, they didn't allow a single receiver to get over 100 yards receiving. Um, the The question is, is offense for Cincinnati. And granted, Notre Dame has a stellar defense, and, and so that, that was a lot of what this 
this game was about. Um, but Notre Dame basically stalled out Cincinnati's offense in the second half. It wasn't until very, very late in the game that Cincinnati was able to score that final dagger touchdown to win uh, 24-13. It's a big win. It's a good win. I like Desmond Ritter as a leader. I think he's uh, reliable and a good decision maker. I just don't think they have enough uh, games, enough moments left in their schedule. They're going to end up getting crept past by the Oklahoma's, Penn State's, maybe Michigan's, uh, etc. as the, as the uh, schedule carries on. Uh, I think, you know, if you have a one-loss Ohio State, they probably get in ahead of Cincinnati. A one-loss Oregon probably gets in ahead of Cincinnati. So, but for right now, I've got them sitting at number four in the uh, top 25. At number five, the Penn State Nittany Lions. Um, Their Wisconsin uh, victory early uh, week one is not looking very impressive at this point. Wisconsin looks bad. Michigan just put them away this last week. I think they're now 1-3 and three on the year, which is really a terrible start for them. But for Penn State, the Auburn win is looking a lot better um, after they beat LSU uh, this past weekend. Penn State has the number three defense in the country, allowing only 12 points per game. Very impressive. Uh, but they're very much a bend but don't break defense. It's not as much like Iowa or Cincinnati. They're giving up 314 yards per game, but then they are able to find a way to stall out the opposing team's offense in the red zone, um, you know, and, and force missed field goals and things along those lines. Jahan Dotson has been a really strong, consistent weapon for them, averaging about 80 yards and a touchdown each game. He had two touchdowns in this last weekend's game where they – I mean, they just dominated from start to finish, beating Indiana 24 nothing. It was it was a very much a defensive domination. Uh, they, like I mentioned, have their next big test coming up this weekend against number three Iowa in Iowa City. That is going to be a sensational game. Um, you know, and in that game, these are two very similar teams, right? The liabilities on both sides are offense. Sean Clifford. Uh, you know, hasn't he, he leaves quite a bit to uh, to be uh, expected uh, <laughs> uh, from the quarterback position. Three interceptions, seven sacks on the year. Um, he he is not uh, really a gamer. He's a he's a manager, and um, you know, if you get into a game like I mentioned with uh, with Georgia or with Iowa, where you need to score. 31, 35 points, can they keep up? My my guess is probably not. I've got Iowa State on the outside of the playoff looking in right now. Or I mean, Penn State on the outside of the playoff looking in now. Uh, but like I said, you know, as <clears throat> as they play these tougher games and Cincinnati does not, they'll move up ahead of Cincinnati. Next up, we have number six, the Oklahoma Sooners. Now, Oklahoma's 5-0, but four of those wins were by seven points or fewer. The teams that, that they beat by seven points or fewer, Tulane, Nebraska, West Virginia, and Kansas State, have a combined record of 9-12. Nine and, nine and 12. Okay, so let's start with this. Oklahoma has a ton of athletes and a ton of potential, and I think a great coaching staff. Uh, they're still undefeated, but they just can't seem to bring it all together in one game. It's a new problem each week. First, the defense gave up 396 yards and 35 points to Tulane. 
Then in week three, the offense could only score 23 on one Spencer Rattler pass touchdown versus Nebraska. <clears throat> then only one passing touchdown for Rattler on a day when the Oklahoma offense could only score 16 points in week four. And now it's back to a liability on the defense. Um, so in, in, in this uh, past weekend's uh, win over Kansas State, they play a revamped Texas team back in the top 25 with an improved defense. And the running back, Bijan Robinson, is looking great. He's coming off of a 216-yard, two-touchdown game. I think Oklahoma's got their hands full with Texas. <clears throat> if they can put the defense together with the offense, I, I think they can maybe get this win. But <clears throat> ultimately, Rattler, is, he's got issues. We've talked about this on the podcast. And if those aren't going to be addressed, um, you know, granted, some of that is uh, sort of a weak offensive line. But if they can't address Rattler's issues, this is a team that could lose two games down the stretch here. At number seven, the Michigan Wolverines. I was much slower to this uh, decision than Allen was uh, because I don't trust Jim Harbaugh as far as I can throw him. Uh, but it seems to be a very – watching this game this last weekend, it seems to be a very much a different – uh, approach that he has. I mean, after laying an egg in the second half against Rutgers, Michigan took it to Wisconsin at Camp Randall this last weekend. Uh, we've known that the defense is much improved for the Wolverines, and the combination of Hassan Haskins and Blake Corum at running back is deadly. However, the question has been in the passing game. Well, we got to see a lot of good passing, a lot of different sort of fun, creative play calling which you never see out of a Jim Harbaugh team. Um, yes, Wisconsin has had a bad season so far, but they do have a good defense. And Kate McNamara passed well against them. Um, you know, whether it be Harbaugh going for it on fourth down early, pulling out trick plays, pass backs. Uh, J.J. McCarthy had a big, long pass, which was a fun play. Uh, th- this, this Michigan team is actually fun to watch. They're going to get their shots to move up the ladder here uh, down down the schedule with Michigan State, with Ohio State. Um, obviously, they pay, play Penn State as well. Um, so the meat of their schedule is ahead of them. But I think they're right on the heels of Oklahoma at this point. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how this team uh, grows and progresses. It, it, they, they were stymied for a few weeks trying to figure out how to, how to uh, make up for the fact that um, Ronnie Bell was out for the season. They couldn't really find weapons. It seems that they found some now. So they're a fun team to watch, and it'll be interesting to see how they um, how they handle their remaining schedule. At number eight, I have the Brigham Young Cougars, BYU. Um, their win over Arizona State from a couple weeks ago still looks very good after Arizona State just beat UCLA. Uh, but similarly to Cincinnati, they need a lot of help from around the around the nation. <clears throat> They need Baylor to beat West Virginia this week so that they can jump back into the top 25 for when uh, BYU plays them um, in two weeks. So far, um, the backup quarterback Baylor Romney's played really well in replacement for uh, Jaron Hall. Um, it's, it's a fun team to watch. I really enjoy watching their games. I know Allen's not quite as high on BYU. Uh, but similarly to Cincinnati, they're probably not going to have the strength of schedule down the road. They, this is a team that you could see going undefeated. They do play USC the last week of the season, but USC already has two losses. 
So I think you could see this team go undefeated and be ranked, you know, somewhere in that six, seven, eight range. I, I don't think they're going to get a bite at the uh, at the playoff, <clears throat> depending on who loses ahead of them. At number nine, the Fighting Mike Gundys, the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Impressive wins back to back over Kansas State and Baylor after a really slow start. This, you know, uh, you may not recall, but Spencer Sanders didn't play the first couple of weeks with an illness. Um, boy, now he looks great. They play Texas in two weeks, and at the end of the season at home versus Oklahoma, defense is the is definitely the calling card for this team. They're only giving up 18 points per game. I think that this is a sneaky, good, off-the-board Oklahoma State team, especially when you consider how vulnerable Oklahoma is. I think this could be a year that you see the Cowboys now having beaten Baylor and Kansas State both. They, the, the wins they need to get from here on out are Iowa State and Oklahoma. They get Oklahoma at home. I think, I think you could see Oklahoma State potentially make a run at the playoff as the season comes down to the stretch. And finally, number 10 of the top 10 after week five, it is the Kentucky Wildcats. Boy, the, the fighting Mark Stoops is, wow, <clears throat> defense again is their calling card. This is the year of defense, clearly. <laughs> Only allowing opponents 16 points, 16 and a half points per game. They could see some trouble down the line um, with inefficient and ineffective offense, and their defense has only forced four turnovers in five games. That, that could be kind of a difficult recipe as you move forward. But Mark Stoops certainly ha- seems to have this team moving in the right direction. They're playing really hard for, for him and for Kentucky. They had a great win over Florida this past weekend. Um, <clears throat> man, they put so much on their defense, though. The quarterback, Will Levis, uh, threw just a terrible, in, ill-advised interception in the second half when they were up 10-7. to and the defense just fought off the Florida Gators all the second half. Uh, this is a very impressive defense. They need to find some identity on offense uh, at Kentucky. But that rounds out the top ten uh, for the ending of week five in the college football landscape. And with that being said, like and subscribe. Uh, feel free to get into the mailbox. Give us, a, give us some input. Tell me I need a cough drop, (laughs) and we'll check in with you next time.